0: I've been trying to learn a short song on the piano recently. Because right now I'm house-sitting at the place across the road from the yurt that I live in, and there's a piano in there, an upright. And it has just the kind of quality of sound that I like. It's not very clean. It's kind of out of tune. And trying to learn something that someone else made trying to copy it is a very different process than just sitting down at the piano and playing whatever comes into my head which is what i've always done trying to intentionally press certain notes is a lot more difficult than just letting the notes come out as they they will and as soon as I started to learn some of this tune I realized that there was music in the tune that there was expansion available to those notes a huge bunch of snow just fell off the roof because the sun's warming it up made a big crash. Anyway, there was further music inside of that tune to be found, and so I started playing around within the phrase, I guess it's called. To be honest, I have no training in music, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but I started playing around in the in the notes themselves, and I realized that just in that snippet of the song, or the, the piece, that I was listening to, there was maybe so much variation just in five seconds of music. And um, I really like that, doing more with less, the idea behind that, what it brings up, what it results in. And I like that even though I'm not good at copying someone else's work, when I start playing immediately What comes to mind is finding the music within the music. When I write, I write in an unconstrained way. I never find myself writing to a rubric. And maybe that's a weak point. Maybe I could expand in that area. I never set a certain amount of time I'm going to write for. I never set a time itself to write. I never set any kind of a goal. I just have this general idea that I need to write as much as I can. (laughs) Which doesn't always work out because it's not very disciplined. But actually it kind of does because it seems like I tend to write a lot by not putting any constraints on it. It seems like I allow it to come and I don't deal with the garbage. I don't produce crap in order to get to the good stuff I just don't produce when there isn't anything worth writing. Which I think is up for debate by a lot of people. And the funny thing is I recently haven't been able to really write as well as I've been able to just talk, which is even more unconstrained because as I speak, I don't really remember what I just said. All I'm doing is following a thought pattern I can't go back and read the words I wrote down. I'm just here in the present saying whatever is coming to the forefront of my mind. And I think that it's a sign of unconstrained creativity to be able to just go and not need a form and still produce something intelligible. Which I think is pretty difficult. So I've been thinking about the heart recently. Just last night I read a piece by someone I kind of know, sort of know, sort of don't know, don't really know, who lives in Maine. Her name is Jenna Roselle, and she writes about um, food, but it's more the idea of nourishment, and I really appreciate her writing. I think that she's very articulate and prolific, and I like that she hunts and has a relationship with wild landscapes. And she wrote about the heart recently, just last night. She sent the article out and she made, she explained her experience of this season and taking heart and what gets her through some of the times and other things. Anyway, you should go check it out. Her name, com, Jenna Roselle, you can just search for it. She's all over the internet. She writes for Meat Eater and all kinds of stuff like that. She's been on Backcountry Hunters and Anglers podcasts and Blast. And so it got me thinking about what I think of the heart. And what I think of the heart has a very particular association with the lack of constraint. Because if anything, the heart, ceases to function when it's constrained, when it has atherosclerosis in the arteries, calcification, or a lot of people deal with arrhythmia, or atrial fibrillation, however you say it, and Then people deal with myo or pericarditis recently from a lot of some young kids dealing with that from vaccines. And it's this idea of constraint that brings me back to thinking about the heart and our, in my experience of the culture I live in and what is being asked for in that culture and what is being permitted and not permitted. What's permissible and not permissible, in other words, has a direct effect on the heart, in my opinion. And this is coming from my studies recently with Chinese medicine and energetics and holistic medicine. But also just my sense over about these things that have developed for a decade or so now. And so what I see when I see constraint is a lack of heart. And to me, the heart means also, so there's this idea in biomedicine that the heart is a pump and its goal is to push blood through the body. And while that's true in some sense, the heart has been shown by other medicine forms to be more of a sensitive a sensory organ. And the perspective of Chinese medicine of many perspectives on the heart is that the blood actually is what pumps the heart. So to explain that, the blood carries information in its temperature and flow. And so when it heads out to the periphery, and is cool and comes back, the heart notices those changes. And it changes its, it adapts as a result of the process of the blood moving through the body. And then the blood does so many things, obviously. And the heart is adaptive to those needs. And so the heart, I see, is more of a sensory organ. And so if you think about someone who has a closed heart or a hardened heart, what do you think their level of sensitivity of the world around them of their own emotions of others emotions would be like and as for someone who has an open heart what do you think their sensitivity of the world around them would be like what kind of a thing what kind of things do you imagine that person would allow in what would they constrain what would they remove constraints around and where does that constraint come from Maybe from a sense of protectiveness of someone trying to preserve their internal well-being because they feel attacked or they have trauma. And so if you come across an uncaring person, the result of that lack of care is often that they had extreme trauma and they can't be sensitive anymore because they're trying to protect themselves, which, I mean, this is not revolutionary thinking at all, but a couple years ago for me it really was, and maybe for some people it still is. In, from what I understand of Chinese medicine, which is basically nothing at this point, the heart is seen as the place of the spirit, the home place of the spirit. It's where the Shen, as they call it, rests every night. The Shen is kind of an animating principle that is the quality of a person's experience and intention in the world. So it's this responsive phenomenon that makes up who that person is. And so you can see a lot of interesting aspects. If if someone, for example, is hurt often as a young kid, their Shen changes that would have a responsive or reflective aspect on the heart function potentially as well and there can be seen in people that have had a shock to the heart which means a shock to the to the system such as intense trauma physical emotional etc you can actually see that in the pulse you can see it in in um atrial fibrillation you can see it in um tachycardia or, or arrhythmia you can see them being unstable, and so it affected the terrain. This, these shocks, and you can actually see it in the body. You can even see it sometimes on people's tongues. And I'll include some sources in the show notes about these thoughts. But so, in other in other words, the heart works best when it's unconstrained, when it doesn't have trauma when it can be sensitive to the needs of the body and to the spirit and to others around it. So the heart, to me, is something that governs what is let in or what is excluded. And that's really interesting to me because... In the cultural moment that I perceive, there's so much hard-heartedness going on. Everyone wants to immediately come to a conclusion about who someone else is, what they believe in. Why? Because people are deeply afraid. They're trying to protect themselves from something that may hurt them, or has hurt them. But the moment a protective wall goes up, communication stops, and calcification manifests. And I think it's really terrible to see all of these boxes that people, or the culture, I hate to just say people, but that so many want to live in, or not want to live in, but basically build around themselves as a protective measure. And I wonder if the, I mean, what is it? The number one cause of death in the United States is heart disease, right? It's like heart disease, okay, comes from closing off oneself to external sensitivity and others' emotional needs and their own emotional needs and then the second one is cancer cancer comes from grief unresolved grief I don't know it's pretty interesting Of course this isn't conclusive information at all about how chemistry works inside of the body but I think it has some interesting implications So that, for me, is how the heart looks and functions, what it does in terms of the blood and sensitivity and how it senses relationship with others and how it makes up our sense of self. And so to be grounded in oneself means to have a strong heart. To be sure of oneself is to have an intact circulatory system, essentially, and emotional system, and therefore a strong heart. And to be open to the world means to allow things that may damage, but know that even though those things might cause damage, that can be healed or not necessarily fatal. It can actually make maybe the system stronger. So when I first started running a couple years ago, as a final tangent, it hurts. The circulatory system is not prepared for the muscles calling for so much oxygenated blood and the heart and the lungs and the blood suddenly have to work harder. And it's a process that takes time. But once a general fitness is Achieved, it doesn't fade very quickly, I've noticed. Maybe it's been that I've been active for a lot of the summer, but. And I think it's interesting to understand that aspect of the heart, too, that when stressors are placed on it, it actually gets stronger as long as the stressors aren't chronic and insidious. If they're healthy stressors, like difficult relationships that are worth it rather than toxic ones, which is hard, to suss out. That's another organ system. (laughs) So when I write Unconstrained, I feel like I'm letting my heart open. I'm allowing it to take in my thoughts, my emotions, what's happened before, what's coming next, what's happening right now, the world around me. And by being unconstrained and open, I find that I allow real sustenance to come in. I guess that's what the heart means to me. There's a snoring dog in the corner. You know why dogs are so great? It's because they have open hearts. They haven't really learned how to protect them. Traumatized dogs have, but most dogs, many dogs, just have an open heart. <laughs> well, wow, this has been long recording. I hope it made some sense. Thanks for listening.